I V M. We all love toys. It doesn't matter if we're toddlers or supposed grown-ups. The one thing that brings a unanimous sense of joy to all of us are toys. Be it by bringing families together over a board game or igniting one's imagination with action figures, the collective effect on humanity of toys is often underappreciated. And the advent of digital hasn't slowed its place in our world and has in actuality enabled this industry to evolve in multiple new ways, enabling us as consumers to engage and connect with every franchise of toys in unique and interesting ways. So I'm super kicked to have Bhavesh Somaya, the country manager of Hasbro Southeast Asia, India and the Middle East on the show this week to not just discuss the evolution of the role toys have played in our lives, but also look at how the industry itself has evolved and what the future holds. I'm Varun Tugirala. We're right back with Advertising is Dead. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead with Bhavesh Bhavesh. I have been really excited to do this episode because uh, toys are the best thing in the world uh, and you get to work around toys all the time. How is that? So first of all, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to kind of come on board and and, and talk about uh, seems uh, our mutually favorite topic of discussion, which is toys. Um, it's, it's actually been a, a really exciting journey for me personally over the last four years as I've joined Hasbro and, and really built the Hasbro operations in India from scratch. Uh, as you're aware, mm-hmm. Hasbro is the world's largest planet entertainment company. Yeah. And some of our iconic brands include Nerf, My Little Pony, Transformers, Play-Doh, Monopoly. And I know Monopoly is a, is, is a household name in India. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's genuinely a, a, a fantastic learning experience and uh, an enjoyable Time that I've had. Um, I think what's, what's really amazing about the toy industry and, and specifically in Hasbro uh, is that every year, you know, about 50 to 60% of our products completely change, mm. right? And that's completely driven by the latest, you know, trends of, of what people love to do and how they love to entertain themselves, what kids seek in new toys, what is the, the latest content and the entertainment, you know, sort of out there in terms of live action or, you know, episodic content that people are watching, uh, which toys are kind of inspired or made of, uh, or any new play patterns that seem to emerge, which again, make the, make the entire journey of innovating around toys really exciting for us. I find what you said interesting, right? Because when I think about toys in, as a space, uh, one would assume that in a world which has predominantly moved towards digital, there would be a lot of effects to it in, in the physical part kind of going down. But from what I'm hearing from you and from, from what little I kind of read up before we started doing this, it's almost been that the physical part is as strong, if, if maybe not, maybe even stronger. But what's been, what's been great is that you've been able to build so many different ecosystems around it to kind of almost kind of work together. Absolutely, Varun. And to tell you the truth, I think I, I don't see these worlds as almost, you know, separate or you know divorced from each other they 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 almost coexist and uh, in certain areas i think they are kind of coming together because to tell you the truth i think it, look let's look at the current situation right i think uh, the the whole crisis that we are in right now mm. um, i know has has made it so difficult for us to get out but i do know that uh, now more than ever families are kind of coming together and and enjoying the time that they have with each other 
And that's why, you know, Hasbro launched this, this brilliant campaign called Bring Home the Fun some time ago, mm. which was a global initiative to provide parents with activities that foster quality time, family connections during extended time at home. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, you know, I know we've been hooked on to, uh, to, to kind of too much amount of digital exposure in this, in this period. But that does also help us break away from that and, and, and kind of spend time with each other and, and having real fun. Yeah. At the same time, you know, to cover the other aspect that I just mentioned, there is a, a, a brilliant interconnectivity with digital because honestly, Hasbro is a digital first organization the way we manage our brands and our business. Yeah. Right from product development to marketing to, to e-commerce, we are really well positioned mm-hmm. to reach audiences where they are and you know, kind of what they are going to do in the future. So a lot of our, our, our new toys or our new innovations brilliantly sort of servicing that the, the kind of uh, joint aspect of a fantastic physical play experience mm-hmm. as well as delivering on the technology piece by, by for you know, examples like the Monopoly super electronic banking where you, know, you, can, you can actually completely change your experience of playing Monopoly uh, and make it paperless. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, there's a there's a brand range that we have called Baby Alive. Yeah. Now, these are interactive dolls for young children and teach them about nurturing. But they have some amazingly uh, advanced digital features, which allow sort of, you know, consumers to get a very real life experience of interacting with a doll. So, you know, it's, 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 I think it's, it's kind of a brilliant convergence that I think we are, we are most excited by. If, if you had to look at the point when you kind of kicked off setting up the Hasbro into operations to now... Mm-hmm. What have you seen as almost like trends and, and things that have really kind of taken the space forward? If you had to kind of pick a few and say, what are the, uh, what, what has really changed? I mean, and also what's changed in, in the way you've actually looked at what you thought consumers would want and, and what you kind of realized when you, when you saw what people were actually consuming? Yeah, again, so it's, it's, it's honest. Uh, so it's been a really interesting journey, as I said, over the last four years. And um, one of the things that I think is really driving strong growth in the industry is the increasing domestic demand for toys in India, mm. right? Which is also being catalyzed by the country's strong economic growth and rising disposable incomes. So as a consequence of that, what we what we definitely see is that almost year over year, there's a large variety of toys currently available in the market. Yeah. Uh, and the diverse product category ranges from traditional plush toys to construction, to dolls, board games, puzzles, to high-end electronic toys, educational, STEM-based, you know, games, ride-ons. Mm. And I, honestly, the list <laughs> kind of goes on and on. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure some of our favorites like, you know, uh, action figures and real detailed sort of, you know, high-end collector toys also are becoming a, a, a big thing. Yeah. What's really amazing, Varun, is also how the whole fan business has evolved in India. I mean, there are mm. there are not just kids who are buying toys. Uh, you know, there's, there's a whole new consumer segment on the rise called kid adults. Yeah. Uh, you know, adults who who kind of, you know, want to relive their memories uh, as kids, you know, and buy into a brilliant collector items that, that is also becoming a big opportunity. So I think I will count myself amongst them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great to know. I know, I know from the Funko Pop collection that you kind of showed me, that's, that's, that's something that's, yeah, that's yeah, really interesting. Action figures everywhere else. And, 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 you know, it's interesting you mentioned this as well, right? So recently had my mom visiting and one of the things she kind of got back for me was my uh, G.I. Joe sets from when I was a kid, which she kind of, which I stored well. Wow. And she kind of brought them and I was three year old and gave them to her. My first instinctive reaction was, okay, I'm going to give it to her. Won't she spoil them? Right. So the, the mindset does not change <laughs> about how we kind of hold on to our toys. So I totally agree. The adults part has actually been, uh, I mean, I feel that 
we're finally open to saying that you, you can be an adult and own toys. But I feel at some point of time, you couldn't necessarily do that. I agree with you. And to tell you the truth, I think G.I. Joe, when you when you mentioned Varun, has such a rich history in India. It's probably one of the most well-known toys in the country, yeah. right behind Monopoly. Yeah. And I, I know, you know, I used to play with uh, sort of, you know, action figures from G.I. Joe when I was a kid. So... I totally, totally hooked on to that and completely understand the sentiment with which you're sharing that. How do you look at the fact that a lot of these are also international franchises, right? When you're kind of coming into India, how have you seen that? Uh, do you have to, have you seen the fact that there's a need to adapt it for consumers to kind of also latch on to it a little bit more or, or have you not, uh, have you seen that as a trend that's not necessarily there? I think it's, it's, it's kind of, again, just as I, I, I believe this in the country always surprises us, Varun, with the amazing level at which knowledge and sort of, you know, current trends flawlessly go hand in hand with the traditional sort of, you know, demands. It's exactly the same for us, you know, as, as experiencing this journey in Hasbro. So, you know, because of content, because of, you know, live entertainment and, and the kind of advances that are being made on communication, there is a, there's definitely an increasing demand for the latest and the greatest in terms of, you know, absolutely high end advanced digital or technologically advanced toys, electronic toys, and at the same time, there's also fantastic space for, you know, for example, Monopoly. Mm. Uh, and, and what I think love about Monopoly uh, is that, you know, the brand is decades old. Uh, but what I think is amazing is how it's been, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's on, in fact, it's the 85th year of Monopoly, by the way, this year. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's amazing how the brand has evolved over these past 85 years, but it is a timeless classic, right, to be enjoyed by future generations. So, you know, while there is, there's always a demand, a stable demand for those traditional games or toys, we also see an advanced demand for, for a lot of the latest and, and, and amazing high-end items that we, that we service in the global market. So, uh, you know, again, it's a, just a, this great balance that I think we are seeing in, in, in the way uh, the evolution of demand in toys is, is happening in India. What's always excited you about the toy space? Because when I hear you speak about it, I, I, I see genuine... Um, how do I put it? It's it's not something it, you don't. It, this is not a. This is something which I I can I can sense you're you're passionate about as a space and and what kind of attracted you towards it. <laughs> so I think um, what what I love Varun in this is uh, the industry is extremely dynamic, and it's constantly changing. You know, given the kind of trends and given the play patterns and 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 what happens in the in the environment and and I you know I can tell you for example. Two years ago, collectibles became a big trend and, you know, yeah. Hasbro wrote that trend. We had a couple of successful, interesting variants and launches in that and we leveraged that trend really well. And, uh, you know, uh, again, I'm sure there's there's going to be something else that's going to come up in, in the next year. Every year, I think there is there's something interesting that happens. So I love the speed at which I think the industry is able to innovate mm-hmm. uh, and the way it's able to change itself to what's latest and what's new and what needs to be done to kind of, you know, keep remaining relevant to kids. As you said, I mean, I think the whole amount of time that kids spend on, on digital screens and all of that is going up, but look at the fact that it's not as if because of that, the industry is dying out. I think the industry is able to innovate itself in real time and still provide solutions that end up engaging kids or, or, you know, now, you know, even adults, um, and I think I, I love that about the industry. And that's kind of what brought me into this, uh, you know, into the sector. Yeah. Clay and, and toys, uh, for the longest time, I feel didn't get uh, 
their due in in the sense of really understanding what role they play in in people's personality developing right and if i look at right. um i read this online the other day someone had tweeted it and i thought it's very interesting they said that i can judge how a person will be with their own finances about uh, when i look at how they play monopoly mm-hmm. <laughs> it it kind of shows how they deal with their own money because that's how you play the game I, I, it's it's as deep root as that just like psychologically how we all kind of grown up with certain toys and how they've shaped us and I, I love to hear your point, uh, your thought process on that. I mean, when you look at that aspect of saying, uh, toys as a space kind of almost grooming people's mindsets rather than just being something that's uh, that's just for fun. Yeah, absolutely right. I think um, even if I refer to certain sort of universal concepts here, I know uh, you know there are agencies around the world that recommend. There are psychiatrists, there are educationists that have recommended the importance of playing games with children at home. Right to be able to keep them simulated, occupied, and ensure that it, it it kind of helps in their overall you know sort of development. And I think that's kind of what what we term as the value of play, Varun. Mm. And I have to say this is something that's been a bit of a journey for us in India. Yeah. It's not yet a fully deep rooted concept, mm. but I love the fact that the newer generation of parents are are definitely taking this to heart. And you do see that transformation occurring where, you know, there's increased demand for, you know, educative board games yeah. or STEM toys yeah. or, or toys that are more interactive and, and can teach a child, you know, to develop, you know, fine motor skills or better hand-eye coordination or or start to develop, you know, uh, certain analytical ways in which you need to think through. Yeah. Monopoly is just an amazing example of being able to do that, you know, where it where you teach financial skills, where you can teach the way you kind of you know trade with someone, negotiation skills, mm. and all of those brilliant aspects of yeah. of one's development—it's a little, you know. I, I would say I I know that today, if I look at the per capita expenditure per child in India, Varun in India, it's 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 really low yeah. at about two to three dollars per child um, compared to even similarly developing markets or you know economies in the world. Uh, but I definitely can see that it's it's increasing at a fast pace, and that gives me a lot of you know confidence that this market more than any other is poised for a massive development and growth in this sector and in this space. Has e-com played a large part in that? Because just the way kind of, I'm guessing there would have been changes in, in how you, you've looked at consumers, connected to them, make sure they, they, they come in for purchase and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, has has kind of the whole e-com space kind of growing as well in India and across kind of helped kind of accelerate a few uh, pieces on that front? Yeah, I think what, what's really interesting again, Varun, just as you would see uh, in, a, in a relatively, you know, developing sector mm. uh, or industry, uh, the route to market is still under development, right? I, I know that there is an expansion that's happening. There are, you know, there are retailers like uh, Hamleys or, or other, you know, yeah. more organized players expanding their networks, which, which really help because they provide the right needed access for, for children uh, to, to quality toys. But I think that's that's getting accelerated to a large extent because of e-commerce. So mm-hmm. we definitely, you know, have experienced that playing a much bigger role uh, in the way growth and development is happening. Um, I know the best platforms today that are servicing consumer needs in the country claim to reach, uh, you know, more than 99% PIN codes. And, and I'm, you know, that that's definitely a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that itself means that, you know, for, for kids who, who cannot access, uh, you know, great quality toys, they are able to do that through through this platform, and I think that that genuinely helps us again meet the larger, you know, growing needs of of this industry in the country, and it it just you know helps us fuel uh, growth in the or, or movement in the right direction. 
what i also uh, think is is interesting with with uh, in terms of just the entire space as well is that uh, i think 2020 has done more uh, for people to uh, you, you mentioned families wanting play at home right i feel that in some ways we've all yearned for something that is not as digital mm-hmm. uh, i feel that we've come to value a lot of that as well i know for a fact that we bought a bunch of board games as soon as some amount of ecom opened up uh, midway through the year um and have tried to find as many physical things for our for our daughter to play with and i know a lot of my fr- a lot of our friends and a lot of people i know have done that and i'm increasingly seeing people uh move towards at home experiences and as you move at home experience it's not just about you know just people catching up i mean they they're all kind of coming back to i've seen more board games in people's houses in recent years than i've seen in a long long time so so in a way i think that's also a, an interestingly prevailing trend of of going back to physical right right absolutely and i think you you're right i mean look there's there's also this matter of engaging in person right away from the seemingly omnipresent screens mm. that have come to dominate the lives of people working on computers from home or yeah. students attending the school remotely right uh so physical board games do often provide a reprieve from the screen time that we are all increasingly spending more time yeah. on right now uh and of course people have the opportunity to marry the past and present by playing those games from their childhood with their kids and and just kind of you know working on those connections that that I think we have all been losing uh in this in this crazy time that we've all been running around you know developing and and putting in uh, effort to to focus on our job so today more than ever i think honestly varun there is a demand for physical play and interpersonal interactions among families and i think hasbro toys and games are bringing children and their families together while doing all of the stuff that we just talked about which is learning creativity and most importantly of course having fun and i feel what's also happened is it seamlessly become a part of it right if i think about uh, and i know i'm giving a lot of personal examples say because i have a kid at home but right. i just see how she consumes toys for her it's not it's not separated from everything else so she'll for instance watch uh, the barbie animated series uh, on netflix but she'll then play with uh, her barbie but in similar way watch of watch a frozen themed lego set if required or or go to her her action figures or of which so i think for for the present generation of kids growing up it's that seamless interplay between okay what's on the screen what's not and it's it's become that and and the next frontier in many ways and and because i have dabbled with it because i i find these things funny is actually the the ar versions of those right and how we can kind of use those to make the experience even more interesting so mm-hmm. if you had to kind of look at the future and say okay these are trends which we're seeing for the toy space and where it's moving towards uh what are things that kind of from your experience and what you obviously your understanding of the landscape where do you see the industry moving so i think the the need to to kind of you know as i said earlier varun the the demand for toys that can seamlessly move between these two spaces um is going to increase definitely right because uh beyond just the basics i think children and their families and parents are going to look at more to be fulfilled from toys right so what else can i can i get from these you know from these toys um of course there's there's always the fundamental life lessons that you earn right from board games learning to share accepting failure working hard at winning waiting for your turn and all of that uh, but at the same time you know as as i think people are also rooting themselves strongly further and further in their families and mm. and 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 making connections with them which i think is by the way not something that will suddenly yeah. turn the tide and reverse itself yeah. as soon as you know we 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 have the vaccine and people are free to 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 kind of move out yeah so i i do feel that you know toys that will evoke feelings of nostalgia comfort create fond memories 
create meaningful interactions and great way to connect with your family, kids uh, will stay relevant. Um, at the same time, on the other hand, as entertainment and content becomes more and more kind of pervasive, important, and we all are gradually shifting to, or or maybe even rapidly shifting to, you know, screens to watch this content rather than, you know, doing it in the traditional manner of going to movie theaters or, or whatever yeah, else. Yeah. Toys based out of that, in, of that entertainment also, I think are going to remain relevant because at the, at the end of the day, you know, you want to be a part of that fan, fantasy world. You want to capture a moment from that. And, and there is no better way to do it than, than a live action toy or an action figure or, or some sort of a doll or whatever else that brings that moment alive that allows you to relive that moment. Right. So it's, it's, I think a bit of both of these, as well as, as I said, toys that can, that can, that can actually provide a fantastic experience from, from both a digital technological, as well as a physical world, uh, you know, start to get, get more and more relevant. So, you know, a couple of these areas is where I think the industry will move into. And again, you know, offers us such an exciting, exciting opportunity uh, to continue to innovate in these areas. So, so if I was a young person today who, who's obviously, and, and, and I can't think of, uh, I mean, there might be very few people who will not be excited by working with toys. And I, I would just say that I think for, for most of us, whenever we hear this term, because um, we, we all get, I think the child in us kind of comes out. But if I want to kind of build a career, saying what are the opportunities? What are the spaces which which I might not realize uh, I could kind of work in, in in this entire industry, which is which is obviously it's, it's it's a massive industry. There's so much that is happening there. What would you say the spaces that you know? If I had to hone my skills to kind of say, okay, I, I I'm kind of honing myself to work in this space. What would those be? So what's what's really interesting, Varun, is not just I think and 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 because we're specifically talking about. India and, and and what are the opportunities that this industry offers for, you know, the, the younger generation in terms of just um, futures or careers in, in this country. Um, I have to kind of, you know, underline and state that recently the Prime Minister made a big announcement about how we want to encourage Make in India for toys and, and make toys a Atmanirbhar category in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously what, what is going to happen and what is already happening is that a lot of, uh, you know, government departments are actively working with the industry mm-hmm. to ensure that manufacturing and sourcing in, in, the, in the country is ramped up. And in fact, again, on this front, Hasbro is at the, you know, is right at the top by, you know, because we are, we are potentially the biggest exporters of toys in the country. We have a, a very strong partner base in the country that we've established over the last couple of years mm-hmm. that has helped us, you know, uh, start making toys in India and even exporting them out of the country, apart from just, of course, selling them domestically. Uh, Karnataka, for example, has already announced a, a, a huge 5,000 crore toy cluster uh, that that's going to come up in Kopal. Similarly, the Uttar Pradesh government is planning to set up units at the upcoming toy manufacturing hub in Greater Noida. So uh, what I clearly see is that, you know, across all different kinds of fields, which is, you know, manufacturing, design development, quality assurance, engineering, sourcing, uh, and then, of course, given this kind of focus, there is going to be a lot more toy innovation that I believe is going to happen in India. Uh, there's going to be a lot of toy creators who are going to be inspired. The government is conducting hackathons or, you know, design workshops. There's there's going to be plans around upskilling, you know, people to start sort of contributing to this sector massively. So honestly, it, it, it's going to be a big focus for investments in the country. And again, I definitely see this something offering a lot of opportunity 
in different fields, you know, when it comes to uh, working within this industry and, and contributing to the growth of the, of the industry. Do you also see a lot more uh, physical spaces where people can kind of come in and experience stuff uh, around the toys kind of opening up and obviously post-COVID at some point, whenever that point is? Uh, have you seen interest in, in, in stuff like that as well? So I think Varun, there are great examples of this having happened in a lot of our other you know, more mature markets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is, there's a whole nerve experience center that, uh, you know, that, that we are working with a partner in Singapore on, which has been highly successful. There's a monopoly hotel, you know, in, in Malaysia, <laughs> uh, there's a brilliant sort of transformers, uh, you know, experience, uh, right. That you can, that, that you can kind of, you know, uh, be a part of, uh, as a part of the whole universal studio Singapore tour. So yeah. uh, th- there are some very interesting formats, you know, that, that have come up, to, to kind of, you know, participate in what's called live branded entertainment. Mm-hmm. There definitely are plans to do this in India, but I think maybe over a couple of yeah. years in the future rather than now, yeah, yeah. because I think now I think we need to really focus on kind of building back and ensuring that we are coming back on an even keel yeah. uh, and continue to kind of you know, focus and grow the industry in, in the basics. I totally get that and I agree. In a slight segue, uh, what was your favorite uh, toy growing up? What was your go-to <laughs> G.I. Joe, clearly. Um, I, I love the storyline. I, I love the different characters. Uh, and I think I, I obviously love to role play, you know, sitting with, of course. with my little G.I. Joe set and, and, and of course, you know, you know, ensuring that the, that the good guys and the bad guys fight with each other. And of course, the good guys win. You have to tell me which, which one was your favorite character because <laughs> we've all had, we all have our favorite characters. Roadblock. <laughs> What are you saying? Yeah, I was okay. I, I was I was always a split between. Uh, I think I was actually more more Duke okay. for some reason. There's something about that the hat, which kind of did it for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I went for the whole big bulky <laughs> character, <laughs> undefeatable, <laughs> undefeatable. Yeah, correct. I don't call. I hate to use the word childish, but I think there's just genuine excitement that comes up when we talk about these characters and these things that feel like almost a part of how we are and 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 there's there's so much more that we all look forward to right and this so and and we look at the franchises and you look at how everything's kind of scaling up and and going that way are you also looking at stuff that's 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 homegrown as well the kind of anything india specific in terms of characters etc is there any, any plans for stuff like that as well so um again when this is going back to what i just mentioned on the whole make in india agenda yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. what we definitely have been in talks with uh, a variety of you know uh, government bodies and partners is how is it that we can start to use local insights to to inspire development of toys uh, within our portfolio. So you know, we are definitely looking at interesting innovations around board games and a couple of other brands that we can seamlessly integrate yeah. uh, and also kind of you know add a add a touch of india to those so so that's definitely in the pipeline and 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 of course more to come as we you know as we develop those uh, but it's definitely something that i'm i'm personally very excited by if i go back to when you when you started off your career to now mm-hmm. what would you say uh, i actually actually two past this question one is that is this what you wanted to do uh, when when you started off uh, was this the plan that i will eventually work in the toy space. I will have an, the enviable job of, of, of knowing as much about these as, as a lot of us hope we would. And secondly, what, what have your learnings been over this time? What have you kind of learned, which, which many people kind of start off their careers, right. uh, might overthink and might feel like I need to know all these things. And what, what have your learnings kind of been? To answer the first question, Varun, uh, no, it was not. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think when I started my career, I had any clue on, on how I would end, end up in the toy industry. But 
I, I was clear on one thing, which is I, I did want to be a part of organizations, industries that I personally felt excited about. And they kind of, you know, did really sink in well with my own values. Mm. Uh, and I think Hasbro is just an absolutely perfect fit, you know, on those counts. Uh, and that's why I think I really, really enjoy my my time and my my journey in Hasbro. And of course, look forward to many more successful years of of being able to pursue this. I think the to, to answer your second question, uh, the only thing that, that I think I would love to kind of talk about on that front is no experience that you kind of, you know, work through uh, in life is, uh, you know, is, is small mm. or, or it's non-relevant. I think every little change, every little project, every little, uh, you know, job tweak, every little increase in responsibility teaches you that much more. And what you need to do as an attitude is just welcome that change because uh, honestly experiences rather than levels and job titles and whatever else have you are going to be the ones that really teach you so much more in life. So, you know, just enjoy the journey, enjoy the experiences that you're going through uh, and focus on giving your best to to each of those. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll fly. That's all that I can say. As we come towards the end of every episode, right, I do this segment with all my guests, which which was which traditionally was called the humans of advertising, but over time has just become the humans who come onto the show. We don't have a tentative title for it yet. Okay, uh, it, it's a bunch of random questions, not necessarily about the work, but more about you. It also leads to some very interesting insights about the guests that kind of come out. So, and a lot of these are standard, but I'm going to I'm going to ask you one of the ones which I which I found interesting in recent times. Okay, what do you spend a lot of time consuming, obsessing over, or or just like spending a lot of time doing? Which people who know you professionally would be surprised to know that you actually spend us spend so much time doing that. <laughs> X. What would that be? I think I spend a lot of time thinking through how am I able to create value. And, uh, huh? and that can be in any aspect of my life, whether it is, you know, at my job, whether it is, you know, what am I doing personally to be able to add value to myself or, or, or to people around me? Um, I think that's something that, that I think, mm. or, or maybe even overthink a lot about, uh, you know, during my time. Yeah. So what have you done in 2022 to give yourself more value in, uh, beyond the work? I think at least in the current uh, time, Varun, the, the one of the biggest thing that I, you know, I'm trying to do more of is, is remain connected to the team just to sort of, you know, ensure that, uh, you know, they're all in a good place. So mm-hmm. there, there's been a lot of, you know, town halls and, and, and conversations that I think I've been having. And also, you know, as my role has expanded recently and I'm taking over a completely new territory by remote, by the way, that's another unbelievable experience that I'm going through right now. Mm. Uh, just trying to, again, make those connections, understand where people are and try to see if I can, I can help them through, through any challenges that they are facing. Yeah. That's, that's my interpretation right now, at least of how I'm able to add value or create value. Have you seen the, yourself as a leader evolve because of that? Because obviously it's a very different way of working with teams and kind of uh, a, making sure work happens, but also making sure that people are in the right headspace and etc. So how have you seen yourself evolve as a leader, especially in, in this form of functioning? So honestly, Varun, the, the one aspect that I've been really trying to work hard on is, is being able to listen uh, and listen even more keenly. And look, I mean, I think it's easier when you're in a, in a, in a physical space, when you're looking at people, you, 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 can, you are able to communicate quite, quite openly how you're interested and keen and, and, and you are tuned into what they are saying. It becomes all the more difficult when we are, you know, when we are doing this virtually, mm. especially when, you know, you, you can't sometimes turn on videos or there are certain, yeah. certain other challenges. It's really important to 
to be able to communicate to the other person that you are hooked in, you are listening, you are you really appreciate what's kind of coming to you. And also, I think the the other aspect is expressing gratitude, just because you know these are unbelievable times, and I think yeah. whatever that that we are that we are seeing today, people do, they are giving their two hundred percent, and I think it's really important to thank people enough to ensure that they feel recognized and. Mm-hmm. And also give them obviously the space to be able to manage all of their personal as well as professional commitments. So it's just those aspects that I think, as a leader, that I'm getting more and more conscious of and and, and really trying to bring in, uh, in in my kind of day to day working. Is is there something that you you've read or or, or listened to or, or just kind of watch which you feel has has been something that you would really recommend for people? Well, um, you know, I've been reading this book that was, by the way, recommended to me by by my boss. <laughs> it's it's a book by Marshall Goldsmith called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Nice. And what I really like about the book is there are a lot of, you know, unconscious, annoying habits uh, that, that leaders end up developing uh, if they see a fantastic level of success in their journeys. Uh, and these get internalized. Uh, and I think I, what, what I love about the book is how you can actually do a bit of introspection, look at where is it that you are on your journey on these habits and how some very simple tips can can help you, uh, you know, overcome them. So this is something that's been, you know, I, I've been quite captivated by it and I'm, I'm, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to re- learn a lot from that and try and apply that in my own journey. I have an interesting add-on to that one. There's a book I've just started reading, which which might actually be a nice follow-up to what you're reading. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a book called Give and Take. Um, it's, it's by Adam Grant. It's about... Uh, why helping others can drive your own success. And how you spoke about leadership as well as this, I thought this, would, this might interest you. Sure. It was it was gifted to me someone and I suddenly started reading it. It was very interesting. Just how that this makes so much more sense in today's world than ever before. And um, going by what you spoke about leadership as well as what you just mentioned, I thought that would be a, a nice read for me to suggest back to you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for the recommendation. I'll definitely look it up. And last question, Faze. Why, why, why do you think toys will never die? Why do I think toys won't die? Yeah, why will toys why, why will toys as as something that we will constantly have never die? As long as we keep the child in us alive, I don't think toys will ever die at whatever age that we are at. That is so true. Thank you so much for doing this, Bhavesh. This has been a <laughs> lot of fun. I mean, I, I've I've I feel like I have a bunch of insights here which I which I've kind of taken off from this episode, um, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I've had fun kind of talking to you about it absolutely Varun thank you so much and it's been a real pleasure connecting and having a chat with you thanks a lot thanks for coming on advertising is dead <laughs> thanks a lot all the best bye bye bye